Hey friend, did you know that true joy, real happiness, is possible? Well, I'm excited to continue our Bible study today. We're talking about, our theme has been, the pursuit of happiness. If you've struggled with happiness, probably even the most jovial, even the most charismatic, even the most effervescent, even the nicest individuals under the sound of my voice in the quietness of our own hearts, when we pillow our head at night, when we're all alone, sometimes we struggle, don't we? We wonder, is this just a facade? Is this just an act that I'm putting on? I don't really feel it down deep inside. That is the theme and the thought today. You say it's Easter, Resurrection Sunday week. Why are we talking about this? Can I tell you, friend? Because he and his resurrection, the fact that there is an empty tomb at its core, is the real foundation and root for true joy. For the real pursuit of happiness, you don't have to go much further than the empty tomb, the old rugged cross and the empty tomb, and the fact that we get to look forward to heaven. But that's not all. Maybe you're looking for something more practical today. I'm excited to share some things from the Bible with you that my prayer is will be a help to us all. Before we go any further, though, let me tell you about a gospel tract, a man that went from depression to deliverance, went from being a victim to a victor, a man that was truly transformed. His name was Don Price, and it's been a little while to my chagrin since the last time I mentioned this gospel tract. It's called Transformed. You can get it for free at BibleTracksInc.org. I invite you to go there, BibleTracksInc.org. I'd love for you to look at this gospel track, to read the content on the website. Now, if you need this gospel track, you can order it today. It's completely free. I'm going to encourage you. I handed one of these out not too long ago, and the look on someone's face as they looked at the beautiful, beautiful front cover, they looked like they were going to read it. And I turned to go, I turned back around, and they had it flipped open already. And they had started to peruse this gospel tract. I hope you find the same success with it. Can I tell you the type of people that use gospel tracts? You say, okay, what type of people? What type of people are concerned enough about the Great Commission? It's actually simpler than all that. The type of people that use gospel tracts are most often the type of people that carry gospel tracts. If you don't have them with you, it's really hard to give them away. Now, grab your Bibles if you would. Grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Deuteronomy. You say, Deuteronomy? We started in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. That verse says, rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Well, that's the thesis statement. That's the beginning point for this message, but we're going to jump into, give a very short review of how far we've come thus far, and we have a lot to wrap up in the next two days of this broadcast. So turn your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy. And may I say, thank you so much for joining us today on Bible Tract Echoes. I hope what you hear, I hope you'll receive it with a soft heart and open ears, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Find your place in Deuteronomy chapter 11. While you turn there, let me give you a short recap. We're talking, as I've already said, about the pursuit of happiness, trying to find the real root of joy. Deuteronomy uh, will be our starting point today, but we started on Monday in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. The Bible says, rejoice evermore. That sounds like a command. Well, would God give us a command to rejoice, to be happy evermore, without giving us the means to make that possible? 
No. And we know that staying happy, being happy, joy, that's a really difficult thing sometimes. I mean, the pharmaceutical business, antidepressants are worth $10 billion alone. Entertainment, movies, amusement, all of these things that take our minds off of our lack of happiness, that's worth half a billion. I'm sorry, 500 billion, not just half a billion, 500 billion. That's half a trillion dollars. We realize entertainment, amusement, these are big business things, big industries, but we can't seem in our feeble selves to find true happiness. That's why we have to kind of import it from social media, don't we? We have to import it in pills. We have to import it in alcohol and immorality and all of these things, and, but it's so fleeting, right? It doesn't last very long. We began with the concept, the truth, that to find true happiness, to find joy, we must start with Jesus because we know the world started with Jesus, life started with Jesus, salvation started with Jesus. But today we pick up this concept, and I encourage you, if you're looking for joy, if you're looking for the foundation of happiness today, you must not only start with Jesus, you must stay with Jesus. You know, here we are, scarcely four months into a new year, and if you think back hard enough, you will probably recall, some of you will, a New Year's resolution that you made, a New Year's resolution that maybe you haven't kept. I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands, I'm not going to ask for us to confess our faults before all, but can I encourage you and exhort you? That if you haven't stayed with a decision, especially a spiritual decision, to revisit the reasons why you made that decision and consider recommitting. I recall when I was a young man, younger man, I should say, I was in college and my roommate was deciding between two different New Year's resolutions. Now, this is not spiritual in any way, shape, or form, but just by way of illustration, he was deciding between two different New Year's resolutions. He was either going to give up for an entire year, he was going to give up soda or pop. You know that fizzy stuff, that sugar water that we really like to drink? Well, he really loved it. And Coca-Cola was his personal besetting sin, I think. He really loved it. But on the other side, now this was a trim, fit guy, so I make him sound to be out, uh, sound like a glutton, but he was not. But he was deciding between giving up soda for a year. I think it was just proving self-control, but giving up soda or giving up ice cream. And he also liked ice cream very much. If I recall correctly, I think he did give up Coke. And uh, you realize this is a guy that had Coke memorabilia all over the place. He gave up soda. But I decided as his roommate, now I'm not incredibly driven by soda, by Coke, by pop. Uh, I do love ice cream though. I decided I'm going to one-up you. And I gave up both of them for the entire year. Now, it wasn't really that much of a sacrifice. I'm normally a water drinker. I drink a lot of water. I maybe will have a ginger ale or something like that every once in a while. I'm not a big, big soda drinker, but I really do like ice cream. And so I decided I wanted to one-up them. I gave up both of them, especially a bowl, a big bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream with big mint chips in there. I'm a big texture guy and those chocolatey chunks in there, it doesn't matter if the the mint chocolate chip, if it's green or if it's white, either way, I'll take any and all comers. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
And it was a struggle for me, but I decided I'm going to prove my discipline, my self-control. I gave up both of those things. But you know what? I gave up both of those things probably for the betterment of my health, yes. But to my shame, I know for a fact I didn't read my Bible every single day that year. When I picked something to stay with, why, did I, why, did I, why didn't I pick God more than ice cream? More, more than, it's amazing to me that we can be so self-disciplined about things we want to do, but when it comes to the spiritual things, we won't stay with God. Deuteronomy 11.30, when I had you turn there, says this, For ye shall pass over Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you, and ye shall possess it and dwell therein. See, we don't have a problem with this aspect of staying. We're, we're usually happy to dwell wherever God wants to bless us, right? Wherever we are safe. Uh, but we run into trouble. You see, in verse number 32 of Deuteronomy 11, And ye shall observe to do all the statutes and judgments which I set before you this day. When it comes with a requirement, when there's a deal to be made, when we have to live up to our end of the bargain, we're happy with staying in the land of ease, until we find out there's a responsibility. We love to talk about rights, but we don't want to talk about our responsibilities. We want to stay without paying. We want to keep our New Year's resolutions without giving up the fun stuff, right? Here's a question I have for you. In your pursuit of happiness, true happiness, God-given happiness, the kind of happiness that only comes by staying with God, what would make you quit on God? What would make, make you leave the ministry that God has given you? I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about the life purpose that he's given you. What would make you leave that? What would make you stop staying? For some, it's a death in the family. It's a hard thing. I was talking to a lady on the phone just the other day, dealt with some very difficult life circumstances, father and mother passing away, and prayed with her on the phone I can understand, but I encouraged her to stay by the stuff. For some, it's a job loss. For some, it's a betrayal of some sort. I don't know what yours is, but for the Israelites there in Deuteronomy, it was a myriad of things. I do know if there is something that you know would cause you to stop staying with God, you need to shore that area up. I don't want to give a false representation of what following Jesus is like. I'll give you some warnings about staying with Jesus, and we'll probably pick these up tomorrow. But I want you to understand, this will be difficult. You know, the Bible talks about starting with Jesus, about accepting salvation. All it takes is the faith of a little child. The grain, faith as a grain of mustard seed. It's a, it's an quote unquote easy thing. Now sometimes it's not easy to give ourselves up, to give our pride up, to relinquish our faith and trust in ourselves and our own way, and give that over to God. But at the end of the day, believing in your heart and praying that so simple prayer, well, anyone can do it. It's open and accessible to all. But this, in the pursuit of happiness, staying with Jesus, oh my, that gets difficult, does it not? Because there are some warnings about staying with Jesus. We're going to pick this up tomorrow, but I really want you to grasp this. You might have to leave behind some family and friends to stay with Jesus. I already asked you, what would it take to make you quit on God? If you had to leave behind to stay with Jesus, if Jesus is going one way and to stay with him, you had to leave some things behind, how long would the list be of things you'd have to reject 
and leave behind you? How long would that list have to grow before it would outweigh your desire, your commitment to stay with Christ? I hope there's absolutely nothing on that list that would make you leave Christ. I want you to stay with Christ. That's the only true source of joy. Now, we'll probably finish this up tomorrow, but I want to be very clear to distinguish the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is happenings. Happiness is caused by circumstances. When circumstances stop, happiness can stop. But joy, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, rejoice evermore. That's never ending because it comes from the right source. We're going to continue this discussion. We're going to finish this discussion. We're in Resurrection Week, Resurrection Sunday, just a few days away. Join us tomorrow on Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you for listening today. I pray you have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.